Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch one episode, the first one of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And thanks for marching with the Bromada. This week we watched Gen 5 on Amazon Prime Video. Amazon Prime Video. Anthony works in the grocery store, saving his pennies for someday. Mama Leone left a note on the door. She said, Sonny, move out to the country. I hope I'm not expected to know what that is a reference to. You know when Billy Joel sends us another lawsuit. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm... I'm here for this new era of slogans that are strictly Billy Joel lyrics <laughs> and see how long it takes before we get a cease and desist and have to go back and delete whole episodes because we don't want to go back and re-edit just to take that clip out. Oh, wait, I'm going to make it fair use. I like those lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think it matters <laughs> for their little automated whatever. Because I'm pretty sure we were talking. Well, no, we weren't really. We just kind of said, here's the music. <laughs> and we like straight up played the song. So for this, <laughs> if they try anything, dude, click fair use. Fair use, fair use, fair use, fair use. <laughs> I declare fair use. What did yeah. you think of Gen 5? I thought that Gen V was <laughs> gross. Gross. But that was to be expected. I what will carry me through watching more of it and I will is my love for the boys and feeling like this is going to add something to that but as of the first episode I don't feel like it added much and it certainly lacked the humor that I like in the boys yeah it tried for some humor it tried for some gross I don't know that it tried for funny yeah you know what I mean? Like yeah. that whole bit with the penis, the penis. Yeah. We're both thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. We're both thinking about the exact same penis. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it was lacking likability, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. The whole time. And I think it's going to build to that, but the whole time I was just, Wait, given what I know about this universe, I was just waiting. I the whole time, all my notes are just about how Golden Boy has got a real sexual assaulty vibe about him, and I wasn't looking forward to that happening because he's being, you know, painted as he's the homelander of this show, you know. So here's my problem: is I don't know anything about the lore of the boy. I we watched, we did the boys for the podcast, and that's the only episode I've ever watched. Really? Yeah. I really enjoy the boys. We were all the way caught up on that. Okay. Do you want to tell everybody what this is about? And then maybe you can fill me in on some stuff I might have missed because I'm not familiar with the boys. Because this does not feel like a thing that you can watch standalone. I would not have suggested it had I not thought that you had at least watched some of the boys. 
for that reason. Because, yeah, I kind of I, I guess I wasn't sure where in the continuity of it all it takes place. And it's taking place basically right at where we left off in the boys. So that's great. Grand and wonderful. This is a show about uh, what was her name? Marie. Marie. Um, she's a bloodbender. She's a bloodbender. It's it's set in the boys universe, which is a universe where people have superpowers. Spoiler for the boys, I think. I don't remember if this is revealed very early on or if it's not until much later, but we find out in the boys that powers are basically they're they're created. They they were given to people as babies. And this show is set in a like the the co- a college campus for soups. Yeah. I guess. A weird college campus where they like rank their students. That that yeah, there's definitely some Hunger Gamesy sort of thing going on there. Yeah, or maybe maybe even Hogwartsy type. Like that feels like something that could have fit into Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, the Hunger Games thing is more. And Hunger Games isn't even the example. The the book thing I'm thinking of is like uh, Red Rising, which is has a Hunger Games a Hogwarts sort of element. But it's also very brutal and, you know, about ranking because where you get ranked by the end of your time at the school dictates the sorts of jobs that are offered to you Mm. outside of school and that sort of thing. And I think that's what's happening here. I mean, we know that's what's happening here. We saw at the tail end of or the very beginning of this episode, a a superhero draft happening, almost like the NFL or NBA draft. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, you do get ranked in school. You know what? where you were in your class where were you you in your graduating class in high school i i don't know that you don't know no oh i was 29 Uh, based on what on your gpa yeah okay no i don't know anyway this show is is about superhero college (laughs) (laughs) um with some hunger gamesy stuff going on and there's some weird mystery going on that we don't I don't even think I understand the boundaries of it. So I can't even speak to what the fuck even sort of is going on. Yeah. So I want to start with Marie and okay. her bloodbending powers, okay. which is the grossest power and the least useful power. And how does she not bleed out? And she can use other people's blood. Is she going to get like a power suit? Where she's got like vials of blood, like donated blood, probably. Yeah, it's, it's just so gross. It's it's a weird one. Um, Kathy was very interested in watching this show with me, but then in f- the first five minutes, we get the very. I, I didn't want like it's it's tropey. I just don't know what trope. I just feel like I've seen this before, of. Uh, a girl's powers coming to fruition with at the same time that they find their to get their first period sort of thing. Uh, Carrie, that would be a good one. Um, there's at least one other that's not springing to mind, but isn't X Men all their powers come with puberty? Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. and maybe that's it. But that pissed Kathy off so much. She is so done with that trope of. Well, it's not even the trope of uh, powers coming with puberty. It was basically, even if I was trying to argue, this feels like they're lampooning this a bit and we're going to see some growth out of this. But the idea that a woman's period is 
gross and or deadly because within two minutes of her having her power, she has killed her mother and her father on accident and things break real bad. Yeah. And they keep calling her a murderer. And I'm like, she's not a murderer. Come That's, on. At best, it's manslaughter. Like, uh, and even that, you yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some, she's got to have some major PTSD. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How'd she get a full ride scholarship to this place? That is an excellent question. Combined, when it's combined with the fact that as far as we know, nobody at the school knows anything about her past. Nobody at the school knows anything about her past. And there's a huge emphasis on like your brand and your social media presence, even before you come into the, into the school. Uh, and she has none of that. Like, like nobody at the school knows who she is or anything. So how, I won't be. She get it? I think that's part of the. I won't be surprised if that's part of the mystery. Um, yeah, I think we'll find that somebody has paid for her. I'm guessing somebody at Vought, which is the company that gives out these, or not gives out, sells these powers. Yeah, and why? Why would they do that? Because they know. They know. I'm. I would put money that they know that she killed her parents, and I. I understand what you're saying about her like her powers not being practical in terms of potentially bleeding out i wouldn't be surprised if it turns out she can't bleed yeah. out in that way she seems to be and, able to heal her wounds and if so i don't think her powers are that weak she was doing some pretty dope ass shit with those powers and i think she would have held her own if she ended up having to fight gold boy and i certainly think we're going to like just some of the shit she was doing seemed she fucking basically exploded uh in in anxiety and anger, she exploded her mom's admittedly body. But like, what's to stop her from being able to do that to somebody who's alive? Also, there's like a scene of her going to a gymnasium and setting some stuff up and then cutting her hands and just kind of lamely flailing her limbs around while she knocks the stuff over with blood. I think she was knocking it over with like the blood knives that she was that she yeah. killed killed. Yeah, yeah. Blood knives. What else can she make? Blood shields, probably. She made, was making like a blood whip sort of thing. Yeah, she tripped somebody with it. Yeah. Do you think she could make like a blood airplane? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's no bounds. It's going to be a lot like Green Lantern's powers where the bounds of her powers are just the bounds of her imagination. And she'll have to make some, <laughs> some really complicated blood thing. Oh, so gross. I want to start with the impracticality. We This show starts eight years ago, at least in this universe. I don't know what year it's supposed to be. And we see one of the main characters from the boys getting drafted to the seven, which is like their Avengers. Whatever. Yeah. I feel like a draft is really impractical in this world in that I don't think there's that many superhero teams. I don't think there are any other superhero teams. So who else is drafting? So why do we need to televise them basically just saying, hey, A-Train, we want you to be on the team. The end. There's got to be other teams. There probably are, but th we certainly don't. Certainly not to the level that the that the seven are. Yeah. And we know that there's like contracts too, like cities and, and probably even countries like put superheroes under contract so what's the what's the point of this draft prestige 
I guess. It just feels goofy as fuck. Yeah. It, it didn't make sense, especially since it was treated like a sporting event sort of thing. And these teams aren't vying against each other for any yeah. thing. I think we're going to see some collegiate sport sort of thing, which I think could be cool in a superhero universe. I think it will be gross knowing this show because somebody is just going to get their arms ripped off like we saw in this show or in this episode. Uh, But Golden Boy ripped that guy's arms off knowing that they could be reattached. Understood. Yeah. But still, it's just going to be gross. Yeah. What if Marie during this season realizes that she can manipulate all liquids in this fashion and has just only ever tried it on blood because that was the first one that worked on? And her realizing it will be a flashback to the moment when she killed her parents on accident with blood and realized that that like explosive, uncontrollable burst of energy that, you know, caused everything to explode or whatever also made the toilet explode. (laughs) Yeah. And she'll remember like, wait, can I use water too? And yep, for sure. Yeah. I think that's definitely going to happen. I enjoyed that this show, I don't know how much you remember of the boys that first episode, but they their Aquaman character in that show is called The Deep. And the whole like the whole entirety of the show, it's just people ripping on him for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is because he fucks fish. Um like Kanye? Yes. Like he loves fish dicks. Um <laughs> But there was a scene when they were showing uh, all the graduates of Godolkin University or whatever, and it was, you know, Golden Boy ranked number one, uh, Starlight ranked number one, The Deep ranked number six. Like, <laughs> it made me laugh. Here's the problem. Like, so much of this show, this, again, I wouldn't have picked it if I hadn't had known that you hadn't watched much of any of this. Much of the things you you are probably confused about on this show, Gen V, I'm also confused about. There are things that they referenced uh, this university. It's the first I think it's ever been discussed. Maybe it was briefly discussed in the latest season of The Boys, but the first I've heard of it. Um, that Red River Institute, the tr- like the tree thing that's going on with I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in the show. Mm. It was a weird one. Um, the, that was it. I'm not going back to the woods like that tweaker on meth that was running through campus or whatever, where she used her blood whip powers. Yeah. No idea what's going on with that kid. The head of the criminology department. Yeah. Was he a character in the boys? No. Okay. Professor Brink. Yeah. Brink. He's not a, he wasn't a thing. I was like, oh, this has got to be one of the boys. Nope. Huh? No, the only characters that we saw on this show from the boys as far as superheroes go were the deep which was just very briefly and then the draft at the beginning was a train who i don't know how much you remember of the first episode but uh huey the main character of the boys his girlfriend gets exploded um right in front of him as she's stepping off the curve because a train who is their version of the flash accidentally runs through her and she just explodes into a pile of mist i do remember that um so he's that superhero uh did you notice the latest connection between the thousand and one 
album thing and our podcast? No. The end credits song was Celebrity Skin by... By Hole. By Hole. Which I think, and this is absolutely confirmation bias, but I think that's like the fourth time I've heard that song in the wild since since uh, we've listened to that album. It makes me, oh God, now I'm getting into conspiracy bullshit, but like, it makes me wonder if that person can be bought, the person who runs this website. And there, I, I know for a fact that there are companies that, I remember it was like four or five years ago. I, I don't know what other movies it was in, but I remember explicitly it was in uh, the Kingsman sequel where there was a scene where one of the characters had stepped on a landmine and was trying to attract a bunch of enemy guards. And so he just started singing very loudly, take me home country, uh, take me home country roads by uh, Bob Denver or whatever. And I remember at that point in time, there were at least three or four other movies where that song was, it was either like a really stripped down version of that song or it was just that song being an integral part of a movie. Um, and found out later it's because somebody decided like, ah, like we could pump up the, the, the funds that we're getting from this. If we just get some movies to use it. And, Hmm. um, it makes me wonder if somebody's not doing that with that website that maybe a thousand people are using. It seems ineffectual, but (laughs) so you think that they're paying, they're paying the person that's running that website to listen to our podcast? No, I, I'm saying that I don't think it has anything to do with our podcast. I think Gen V is a, is a brand new show and uh, Celebrity Skin by Hole was the, the breakaway song or whatever, or the song at the end credits. And I think that one of their media blitz options for getting that song more exposure was, oh, by the way, toss like 50 bucks to this guy who runs this website and he can like make that album be... Like one of the, the first ones, the albums for the day, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. It's just like the, I didn't say it was a smart theory. I I think I categorically called it a dumb theory, but because the, the list is randomized for everybody, and there's a thousand and one oh, albums. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. Shit, they are listening to the podcast, <laughs> and it takes three and a, it's going to take like three and a half years to get through this. And that's if they're going off of just one version of this. They've they've uh, remade, you know, yeah, done reissues of this book with updated song lists. There could be two thousand albums by this point. Oh boy, doubtful, but there could be. Boy, you lent you lent me the book for the week, and I was how many times did you crack it open? A few. Okay, I was looking through the index, and uh, like one of my all time favorites is Paul Simon. So I went to Paul Simon and saw the albums. And there, there's, there's three albums that 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 are going to come up for us. Two of them make a lot of sense. The other one is a very bizarre choice to be on this list. Did you look at why they, or you know, any of their I explanation? The thing is, like, I know all these things about this album. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say the album is called Hearts and Bones. This album is most famous for being. The album that Paul Simon made in the 80s that he was going to make with Art Garfunkel as a new Simon and Garfunkel album. But Art pissed him off again and he just deleted Art Garfunkel from the album and released it as a solo album. It was so poorly received 
for a good reason. I mean, there's some good songs on there, but some very bad songs on there. So poorly received that nobody was paying attention to him in the music industry to the point that he got to go to Africa and record Graceland and make a masterpiece of an album just because of this flop of an album. And I don't know why they want us to listen to it. So this, he deleted Art Garfunkel from this album. <laughs> and just released it as a solo but, album. But no, 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 no. Here's what I need to know. Because <laughs> this would be a very funny flex. Is if there were songs where they would, I mean, obviously they'd sing and harmonize or whatever, but there are songs where like one of them would sing a line, the other would sing a line, and he just deleted that line and didn't re-record it. So that's why it was so poorly received. It's just like, here's a line, silence. Here's another line, silence. That wouldn't make sense for some of these songs, which again, that it... It is his most uneven album. It's got some of his worst worst songs and some really good, well-written songs. But all of the bad songs, too, are about, like, things. Like, there's a song called Allergies, where he <laughs> he sings about allergies. <laughs> and it's got some bad lines in it, like... Uh, Does he sing the whole the song with a stuffed-up nose? <laughs> one of the lines is and so something that i've got this question and it's a question i often repeat where do allergies go when it's after a show and they want to get something to eat it's one of the lyrics it's so bad then there's another song called when numbers get serious and another song called cars are cars it's it's, like the only the only reason the reason it was bad enough that he got to go make Graceland is the only reason that it's notable and the Art Garfunkel thing. Did Graceland at least make it into the Thousand and One albums? Or yeah, okay. Graceland is is one of the other ones. Okay. Yes, that would be a very funny flex as well. <laughs> just just to put this one on, it's like this is very important because it allowed him to make his masterpiece and just not put the masterpiece in there. Right. Oh, I've got some I've got some hot takes on Graceland too, but I'll save that for when they when it comes up. Okay. Whenever it's gonna four years, it's gonna come up next week. Now I guarantee. <laughs> well, I I don't think they're listen just listening to this podcast, dude. I think they're listening to our conversations because you saw what the album was today, right? Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We were just talking about them, yeah, in reference to Boy Genius, like a couple days ago. Yeah, and I love that album. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, that was today's. Yep, and. It, I mean, the, it is my, for the past year, all I've wanted to listen to is mellow folk rock from the 60s and 70s. So this album has been in my rotation. So I was very pleased. What else is there? About the show or about the albums? I guess let's do the albums since we're okay. into it. Yeah. I don't remember which of them I listened to this week. Not two? many. For the infotainment scan? You gave the inf- the yesterday's a two? Yeah. it that I don't I'm looking at everybody else's scores and that. What the fuck are you guys talking about? I haven't read anybody's reviews. That shit was terrible. It's good. It was not good, dude. I I was this should show you how desperate I was 
to listen to something new and different yesterday in particular, that album I saw was two hours long. And I readily admit, I saw that it was a lot of like, oh, here's a demo version of whatever. So, but even seeing it was two hours long, I thought, eh, I'll hit play, put it on in the background and give some vague thoughts about it. I couldn't make it three songs without just, I, it was so disjointed and made no fucking sense. I don't know. I I hated it. I guess I guess I only gave it two stars because I didn't listen to the whole even just the regular part of the album. And so there's a shot that it got better, but it's those first three or four songs that I made it through were not good. I guess just deep down, I'm a punk at heart. Here's the thing, dude. I literally spent I don't remember I've got to figure out what the album was because I really fucking liked it. The next thing I did was go, all right, fine. Went and looked up some ra- just randomized like punk album list and listened to a punk album song or a punk album that was so much better than this. What was it? I It was so fucking funny. Um, not the album itself, although there was at least one or two songs that were real fucking weird. I just saved it. $10 says he's he says London calling. No, yeah, it's just so good, dude. <laughs> How do I find my? Never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Yeah, I can't. He's about to ask me if I've ever heard of the Ramones. I can't. Have you heard of Green Day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. I I got like that's the one thing I don't like about this YouTube music app is I don't have an easy way to look at my history. Oh, I'll find it. I meant to send it to you that day. Um, oh yeah, I'd be interested in hearing it. I like I it was, I do like punk music. It was it was a very like crunchy punk music. Yeah, but it was also really fucking weird. There was. Fuck, what was the song? There was a song that had me like dying laughing because it was absolutely ridiculous. In that it it was it was on the level of inanity of it just sounded like they were just reading from a menu while they played fucking punk rock. <laughs> and it was dope. It was really good. But I I think that's so to me, that's that was the problem with what was the band we were just talking about? The fall. That was the problem with that the fall album is that I felt like you either have to have lyrics that are interesting or music that's interesting. You can't have neither. And it felt like that was neither. Do you want to read what they have to say about the fall? Yes, I do want to read that. Also, how many albums by them are in there? The fall have three albums in there. (laughs) What's the name of this one? The infotainment scan. Well, okay, that was going to be my other question or complaint about this album. When I pulled it up on YouTube, like I can get a description of the album. And this is not a band I've ever heard of. And the first thing I read is, this is The Fall's 15th album. And I all I can think is, why the fuck am I listening to the 15th album from this band? What in the hell? Yeah. I've never heard of these guys before. One of the joys of fall loving is, is that leaf peeping is that each decade throws up its own indisputable fall classic, a benchmark that their subsequent albums have to reach. If this is the benchmark, <laughs> I'm out. I I will give them a shot when another album comes around, especially yeah. since it's going to ostensibly be earlier in the repertoire, but 
they're gonna have to fucking win me in, dude. I've already listened to another the fall album. An incredible density of thought, tremendous invention, and deeply bleak, sideswiping humor. I'm going to listen to the first song again. Yeah, this is this. I don't understand this. It gets flabby around the edges, of course. Yeah, I would call that a little flabby. So, dude. Then before that one, we had the Alice in Chains album. I listened to three songs on that. I never really given Alice in Chains a shot, but I really enjoyed that album. It did nothing. Nothing in it was interesting to me. I I know Alice in Chains. I recognize their importance in yeah. that style of music, but that style of music does nothing for me. Yeah. Then before that was Africa by Brazil by Jorge Ben. So good. I've listened to like five more Jorge Ben albums. That's one I need to come back to. Uh, And then did we have something before that? Nope. That was all of them. Since the last time we talked about them. Did we have more things to talk about for Gen V? I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't know. I don't know if I have a ton to talk about with Gen V. It was fine. I will probably only watch it because of the goodwill that the boys has engendered. Like, I really dig that show. But this show is going to have to offer more in its own right in order to keep me watching. Okay. I'm not going to watch more. Understandable. The boys, at least, there there was a whole big thing build up because this is based on comic books and so everybody knew this was coming but there was a scene in the boys basically known as the orgy which is just a superhero orgy um that was a big build up and there were that a lot of gross happening in that particular episode but it took three seasons it it felt like we steadily built up to that uh, over three seasons this show feels like it's trying to use that build up from that show to just jump straight into that level of, Oh, we're going to show a, you know, person whose ability is to go get small like Ant-Man, but just hanging on to a guy's dick. Or I, I don't understand the need for her powers to be tied to throwing up. That seems like even more useless than any other power we've seen on this show. Yeah, I agree. It was just kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of streaming exclusive alerts for everybody. Okay. Number one, they just started the new Great British Baking Show season. So the first episode's out as of the time of this recording. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done recording. Number two, I've got Monday off and Shay doesn't. So I'm going to watch the fuck out of that encounters show on netflix that encounter show <laughs> the, the alien encounter docuseries executive produced by steven spielberg okay <laughs> i'm pumped <laughs> i don't enjoy know if, i don't know if i can make it till monday i might watch i might start that tonight too well there you go yeah sounds like you got a plan yeah more streaming exclusive. I've been, uh, I've finished the Wheel of Time. We talked about the Wheel of Time on this yeah. like a year ago, or whatever. And I liked it okay. Um, I mostly like the source material and that's what kept me watching. Um, but I wasn't signing up to watch a second season for it. 
but then I was hearing the second season is out and the final episode, I think, airs this week. Um, but I was hearing that it was doing some good things. It seems like they really took the criticism of the first season and and ran with it. And I've been digging it so far. Cool. Um, really enjoying that one. Nice. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. Make sure to check out the website. It's episode one podcast.com. Uh, if you like the show, leave a rating review on Apple podcasts. I think that is everything. I looked up the other day to see if they've changed their requirements for being a certified fresh reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah. Does it say anything about giving yourself reviews in the Apple store? It doesn't. Okay, good. But it also seems like they removed the ability to be a certified fresh reviewer unless you're in an actual publication. <laughs> what are we even doing this podcast for? I don't know, dude. I, I was looking on my phone and I was trying to do so discreetly because mostly I was just being lazy at work. But I I need to – I'll get online tonight and see if I can take yeah. a look. This is really a failure on our fans' part. It it it's a big time failure on our fans' part. It it's a lot of failure on on our part and mostly my part for not being more engaging on social media, I think, because that seems like it's probably the thing that gets listeners. But I'm cool with only having six listeners if you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I honestly just like getting to hang out with you once a week. <laughs> Thanks, Boz D for the use of our theme song. We'll see y'all next week.